0: Welcome to the European Parliamentary Research Service Podcasts.
1: In this podcast, we'll look at the benefits for EU citizens from more EU action in the health sector to ensure that it can stand up better to the challenges of today and tomorrow. In its latest study, the cost of non-Europe in an age of global challenges, the European Parliament finds that more EU action in 50 policy areas could bring large gains to society. Want to know more? Stay with us.
0: European integration has been a key driver of growth, peace and social prosperity. But challenges remain and crises could arise. Further European integration can help respond to present and future challenges and generate benefits of over 2.8 trillion euros per year by 2032. Now, in this podcast, we'll focus on the potential benefits in the health area.
1: In theory, the role of the EU in public health policy is only a supporting and coordinating one. But the COVID-19 pandemic has shown that there is room and demand for more. Over the past two years, the EU has played a key role in coordinating cross-border healthcare measures, ensuring that patients and doctors could be transferred to hospitals in neighbouring countries, in supporting the speedy development of safe COVID vaccines and the joint purchase of medical equipment and affordable vaccines for all Europeans.
0: And this has not gone unnoticed among citizens. In November 2022, about one in three Europeans believed healthcare to be the number one task of European institutions, ahead of economic recovery or fighting climate change.
1: So what could be achieved through more ambitious, common EU action in this field?
0: Well, according to the Parliament study, it's in the areas of prevention and procurement that we stand to gain the most by shifting spending from member state to EU level. 17 billion euros for procurement and 3.5 billion euros for prevention, to be precise.
1: Now, if we broaden the scope beyond vaccines to include all pharmaceutical products, joint procurement could generate an additional 14 billion euros per year by allowing EU countries to buy cheaper and ensure more equitable access to medication.
0: Furthermore, the study finds that shifting spending on health research and development to the EU level could reduce inefficiencies and generate another 1.5 billion euros per year, bringing the total potential benefit to 36 billion euros per year. But let's look at this in greater detail.
1: In the area of joint procurement, the Joint Coronavirus Procurement Scheme clearly shows how pooling resources across member states can facilitate access to cheap and safe new medicines for everyone.
0: And in the light of increasingly tight healthcare budgets and the rising cost of pharmaceuticals, moving towards joint procurement for all pharmaceuticals would reduce costs even further and increase quality guarantees.
1: On prevention, it's clear that an effective immunisation strategy against the coronavirus cannot rely on high levels of vaccination coverage only in certain countries, as diseases do not stop at borders. We will only defeat the virus if all countries attach the same importance to prevention and secure access to safe and effective vaccines.
0: This became evident during the pandemic, which triggered a vaccine diplomacy race to deepen relationships with partner countries through solidarity and to show geopolitical leadership. Here's Virginia Mahur from the European Parliamentary Research Service.
1: Limiting the spread of the disease by donating vaccines and therapeutics to partner countries is also an effort to limit the emergence of new variants that might be more infectious, have more serious side effects and might not be prevented by current vaccines. This is essential for global health security, through prevention and response to infection. The COVAX facility, co-led by the WHO, has been key to this effort. And this is a health issue as much as an economic one. Inequalities in access to vaccines worldwide are said to have cost high-income economies up to 1.7 trillion euros in 2022. Furthermore, if we want to be one step ahead of pathogens, EU countries should invest together in research that can help turn a vaccine around at speed when the next pandemic comes along, and more importantly, maintain research efforts even when the emergency has passed. So with
0: all these arguments in mind, we've asked Mina Fernandez from the European Parliamentary Research Service to summarise for us the areas where joint EU action could generate the most added value.
1: Our study finds that joint EU action could be especially beneficial when it comes to negotiating contracts for medicines, investing in medical research, and responding to public health threats. This is because the EU has strong bargaining power and can leverage economies of scale better than member states acting separately on their own. The European Parliament is strongly in favour of establishing a coherent EU public health policy and developing a real European health union. Early on in the pandemic, it called for the competencies, budget and staff of the European Centre for Disease Prevention and Control, the ECDC, and the European Medicines Agency, the EMA, to be beefed up.
0: The Parliament also called for the creation of a European health response mechanism to be better prepared next time a crisis hits and welcomed the creation of HERA, the European Health Emergency Preparedness and Response Authority,
1: in 2021. Aware that long-term investments and commitments are necessary to increase the resilience of our health sector, the Parliament welcomed the new eu for health program and called for the establishment of a dedicated fund to improve hospital infrastructure and health services across Europe. So, how can
0: the EU help ensure that we are better prepared when the next pandemic or health crisis hits?
1: Well, the first steps have already been taken. The Commission's health union package foresees measures to upgrade both the EMA and the ECDC. Furthermore, the European Health Emergency Preparedness and Response Authority will ensure that we can better deal with serious cross-border health threats in the future. For example, by coordinating the development, production and distribution of medicines, vaccines and other medical equipment, such as gloves and masks, that were often lacking during the first phase of the COVID-19 response.
0: Under the umbrella of the Health Union package, the European Commission also adopted a pharmaceutical strategy for Europe to prevent shortages and reinforce the EU's leadership position in this critical area. But there's potential for more. Here's Krista Kammerhofer-Schlegel from the European Parliamentary Research Service. Truth is, all the initiatives taken by the EU to respond to the COVID-19 crisis could provide even more added value if they were formalized and applied in a broad manner for health crises and beyond. For example, There is potential to achieve greater budget efficiency by consolidating healthcare expenditure at the EU level and there is potential to promote health diplomacy
1: and coordination at the international level. Combined, these actions would lower costs, ensure better and fairer access to medicines, lower inequalities, including gender inequality and access to medicines, and improve people's health both within the EU and globally. So the benefits go well beyond the health sector to help achieve more equal, resilient and prosperous societies as well as more competitive economies.
0: Want to know more? Check out the full report on mapping the cost of non-Europe on the EPRS website or in our app.
1: This is a European Parliamentary Research Service podcast.
0: Thanks for listening.